0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Hello, and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. When I woke up yesterday morning, I thought it was going to be a triumphant stop-hammer time. There was a win away at Huddersfield to talk about, then a a win against Shrewsbury at the Thunderdome, and then a draw, a creditable draw at the weekend. Uh, But today's news has been rife with injury. There are no fit footballers at West Ham United anymore. Emergency stop-hammer time broadcast begins now. My guests for this include Jim Grant. Good evening. Jim, what's your reaction to this injury crisis? Well, Phil, this season, Stop Hammer Time oh, is brought God. to you
2: in association what? with Ladbrokes. This is in sign up and deposit up to fifty pounds, and has... Ladbrokes will put the same amount into your account, giving up to fifty pounds worth of free bets. Just Jim, look for these and other offers at what? bet.westhampodcast.com. This keeps
1: happening, Jim. I don't know. I don't know what, what overtakes you. Uh, well, in, in 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 this particular context, at this particular moment of time in this podcast, it's vodka, mate. Ah, oh, right, yes. Also joining us, original founder member, performer in the first Ever episode of uh, Stop Hammer Time, which is just over ten years ago now, it is of course Pete Ward. Good evening, hello Pete. Everything all right? Yeah, everything's fine. Do i not um... realize ten years has gone
3: past? Ten really quickly, years? Isn't it? Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah, we'll have to try and recall what the, t- what the li- who we were playing ten years ago, Jim, and what the uh, team was. Well, we were a we Curbsley
1: side, weren't we? We had just played Chelsea, I think. That, I think. Oh I think. yes, because yeah, yeah, Pete, and, and you used you the C I the did. C-bomb. You dropped the yes. C bomb in the inaugural yeah. Yeah. Stop yeah. Hammer Time, and we. We were trying to. We hadn't really thought. We hadn't really thought about establishing a tone for the podcast, but tragically, Pete, you established a tone I almost did. from the get-go with your irresponsible use of the sea bomb. Yeah, it
2: was a League Cup game. I'd, I'd gone to it. Jim's, and, Jim's uh, mind is like a it steel was, trap. Um, Jimmy Walker saved a Frank Lampard penalty. This is ridiculous. And we lost. Uh, we lost one nil. And Anton Ferdinand hit, hit the bar late on.
1: This is extraordinary. Um. What you know, who did I use that word to, do, for, to describe? Someone in the Chelsea setup. Uh,
2: well, I, I think it was to do with the fact that I'd gone with a colleague who was a Chelsea fan and I'd sat in the, in the, fa- the Chelsea family enclosure along with children called Tabitha and Jemima and Justin. So, Pete,
1: you, you had a... Eating rent.
2: chicken nuggets. You, well, had a, you
1: had a forthright opinion about all of that. Yeah. Right. Also joining us this week, um, obviously, I'm one restraining order away from a custodial sentence all of the time. Jim, you manufacture crystal meth. So, being in the company of some of the greatest legal minds this, or indeed any country, has produced, has been quite a boon for us. Uh, I think in 2016, we met Donna the Hammer. Um, mm. And then last year, uh, we were privileged and delighted to welcome to the West Ham family uh, Jeremy Dean and tonight's guest, Simon Pentel.
4: Good evening. It's lovely to be back. And I was just thinking, I'm assuming that the C bomb was actually Chelsea. Yes.
1: Yes. 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 Which, of course, is the vilest word of all. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Simon is a legal mind. So that, that's carved in stone now. I, I take that as a dictum for living.
4: Uh, I think Chelsea's you should.
1: Good. Chelsea is the unkindest word of all.
4: The unkindest cut.
1: Yes, very much so. Very much so. So, um, uh, Simon, do you watch things like Making of a Murderer and that sort of eight-hour... There was an OJ document. Brilliant, wasn't it? Did you see that, Pete?
3: Uh, no, I watched Make It Murderer. That was brilliant. The yes. OJ thing I found rather tedious. The
1: legal the legal sort of proceedings, because obviously I think with court TV, yeah. you know, the, the, the televisation of court cases, do you watch I, those things I go, someti- you're doing
4: it wrong? I sometimes do, and I invariably say and shout at the television, <laughs> you you're have. doing it wrong. Yeah. No one in their right mind would ask that question. No one in their right mind would make that point. Um, because invariably no one in their right mind would no and I have to say having watched so much footage of the OJ trial it's a miracle to me now he was ever acquitted Mm. some of the fundamental errors were made by that complete litany of supposed superstar lawyers that he had on his behalf although of course um, his case did did coin that great expression you know about the glove not fitting if the glove don't fit you know acquit but other than that I think that his case was highly memorable for some bloody awful cross-examination and some very tedious and very badly made points all driven to a racist element um, and appealing to the fact that this was a racist prosecution. He was a superstar, of course black um, actor and American footballer, gridiron player, and it would therefore be hugely wrong to convict him of slaughtering a blonde white woman um, in those circumstances, which proved to be the right tactic. Mm. But I think the way they got there was quite frightening from where I sat.
1: We were talking about we should do this other podcast <laughs> about the legal system. Yeah. Every time we talk in the pub or before, I or, <laughs> yeah. sort of think we should. We should Yeah, Judge Yeah, it'd be brilliant. It'd be brilliant. <laughs> anyway, so we have played uh, since we last spoke to you. We've played uh, three games, two wins and a draw. Uh, Huddersfield is first. None of us went to that. Jim, you didn't. I didn't go. Uh, no, right, no, no I couldn't to. go in the end. Oh, I watched to it sell on, my uh, tickets. In I the watched end. it on a uh, on a dodgy, illegal uh, stream,
4: I believe. <laughs> Did no, you um, watched it on a perfectly lawful, <laughs> um, yes, um, and and verified stream, um, that came just to your computer. I started my own internet service provider simply
1: in order to watch that game. Yeah, Terrier's TV. What a what a. What a game to miss! Well, I've Four missed I've
2: missed that, and the other one I missed was Stoke. Yes. <laughs> so I'm doing rather well. Yes.
1: We watched, uh, we, watched uh, the, well, yes. we watched the Shrewsbury away game. The well, we watched to... the we six goal Bournemouth <laughs> thriller, but yeah. with a you know a tragically awarded winning goal to them. Yes. But it was uh, a good game. But uh, the the Huddersfield game. Uh, I th- one thing I thought was interesting was that. Um, for most of this season, uh, there's been a, a kind of a problem with the the, the midfielders. Kiyati's sort of mysterious drop of drop in form being the kind of linchpin of that. Mm. Uh, Noble seemed to start the season not playing very well. On paper, you would have thought that sort of Obi and Kiyati might be our starting pair, and that we might be sadly waving a slow goodbye to Mark Noble. Quite the opposite has been the case. Kiyati has had a Disastrous collapse in form and reintroducing Mark Noble actually solidified everything. And I think it was the Huddersfield game. I might be wrong. I think it was the Huddersfield game where he played all three of them. Mm, yes. uh, thus pushing Lanzini and role really Yeah, Arnautovic to being a and that proved to be
2: are quite an astute. Well, they're our two best footballers. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And, uh, you know, it's not surprising that uh, when you put them together and, and get them working together, That you, you, you play
1: better
3: stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, now th- they're and they're the ball injured.
1: sticks to them, doesn't it? And now they're both injured. And I mean, we'll come to that injured. in a bit. But,
3: uh, yeah. yeah but that, that formation's pretty interesting now. He's, you know, he's tinkered with it, uh, Moyes, since he's been there. Now it's three five one one. It was yeah. 3 5 2 originally. But I like that fact that you've got a floating. Creative player behind a central a, a, a striker. Who's got I, I'm going to well. I'm
4: going to come from a slightly different perspective, and I think that um, that formation um, has proved to have been successful, and you can't therefore um, deny that away from home and even at home against the top six. So it worked. Um, in the win at home against Chelsea and it, wo- and it worked in the draw and would have been a win at home against Arsenal had um, Chicorito actually managed to stick the ball in the net rather than hit the bar, which was probably the hardest thing to do in the last minute of that game. <clears throat> but I think that um, Saturday exposed the weakness of that formation, um, as it did in, in some part at home against West Brom, because particularly on Saturday... There were passages in the game where Anatolij was breaking, and he had no—he had no no one, yes, no one yes, anywhere yes, near him. He had no yes. release ball, and he was, you know, he was facing three or four opposition defenders, and invariably tried to beat all of them because such is such is his confidence at the moment, and either did or didn't, but we really need to, I think, change our formation when we play at home in the, what I call the winnable games. Yes. Otherwise, we're going to be bereft going forward and we lack enough punch as it is. Yeah. And I think that's the one weakness in that formation which Moy's either forced to or by choice, Plays now week in week out, irrespective of whether we're at home or away, or whom the opposition is, and I don't think that's, that's right.
2: Okay, well, I mean, I, well I certainly, it was certainly true that when when Carroll started on his own, it was against West Brom, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, he, inevitably you end up with him being a bit isolated. It's just, it's just the natural. That's that's you end up playing that way, don't you? Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but uh, although he was good, I thought against West Brom, particularly in the second mm. half. But. Uh, that game against ball was, uh, at home it was the first time we've seen we've seen Lanzini and, and, and Altovic at home in those in that that's in the right yeah. and they were electric for for a quarter of an hour 20 minutes yes, for the first were, half yeah. weren't they and we yeah. should have scored I mean Begovic made a great save <laughs> yes um, but you know and I think if we'd have we'd have scored early we might well have gone on to, to win the game actually quite yes, comfortably yeah. but but we didn't, you we didn't. And when you don't take your chances when you're on top, yep. you know the yeah, other team starts yeah. to starts get is going to get in the game, and yes, that's what Bournemouth did.
1: It was a funny game. Saturday's game. Mm. I, I mean, I guess in a way, we'll just talk about the three games sort of in a in a freewheeling yeah. sort of conversation. But Saturday's game. I mean, you know Moyes. Um, you know, Sam Allardyce used to say things uh, when a microphone was put in front of him at the end of a game that were sort of patently not true, sort of Donald Trump-style stuff. <coughs> Moyes. <laughs> Moyes gives you uh, encouragement uh, as as a fan because obviously they don't you know the the press will take anything and sort of twist it round. Also, football fans will through social media. So he is quite conservative, but he says stuff that encourages fans that he knows what he's watching. And he, one thing he said after Saturday's game was he said there were passages of play in that game that are the best we've played. And mm, he was absolutely right. The mm. first... First 20 as, minutes. As I think you said, Jim, it was a game of four quarters. It was, in the, yeah, the very much. The yeah. first half of each half. Yeah. We played really brilliantly. And if in that first... Twenty twenty-five minutes of uh, of Saturday's game. If we sort of put the ball in that, which we could have done a couple of times, we might have raced away with that game. However, yes. Yes. they were stronger,
3: and we got to, we were very tired. But they hadn't been very, yeah, very threatening. Threatened. The goal. I mean, I mean, yeah. they,
2: they 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 came into the
4: game
3: each
2: yeah. half, but the, their goal came a little bit out of nothing. Although it yes. started to play balls into the channels between the. Well,
4: ironically, the game, I think, changed when they brought on, of all people, Junior Stanzas, who was playing between our lines. And I think that their goal was was inevitable. I mean, just watching it from up in, to use your great expression, up at the top of the Thunderdome where we sit on the halfway line, um, you could see it. It was so obviously going to happen. And um, poor old Adrienne didn't know whether to come should or to Should he have done better? I yes. think he should have yeah, personally. I think he done. should have. I, I, to get I, caught I, on, I his think near post. I would post. say that
2: was a bit of a bit. Well, that's a bit, in in a bit I think that's a right. Bang, but
1: I think I think, uh, but I think when Simon says he he came on and sort of operated in that area between the two banks of yeah. players, yeah. I think that was yeah. exactly what happened. You it know, was a beautifully weighted part. Yes, there was a through ball that went absolutely into a no man's land, and it had beaten. Collins and at least one other, and I think Adrian sort of thought, "Shit, I'm going to have to come for this," and then realized it was just too far to yeah. run, and then retreated. But, but, but it was. Um Stanley's did come on and do something they weren't doing before. He did. And Adrian's reaction, although perhaps not the best, was sort of understandable because suddenly the ball was in this completely unattended area, briefly. Well, he, he appeared
2: to be caught in a kind of no-man's land, but you wonder whether his initial posi- positioning should have been slightly better. Slightly yes, possibly. Better. possibly.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, we. I mean, our, our, uh, our weakness... In sort of strength, strength of depth is is now being sorely proven. You know, um, you you could do with Lanzini operating in sort of two parts of the pitch as a sort of support striker, but also as a number ten. He was working incredibly hard in that reinvented uh, f- sort of form format that started at uh, away at Huddersfield, because he's a sort of a su- support striker, but also the only creative midfielder and and mm-hmm. and. Uh, but it was a, it was a it was a good solution to just play all three of those guys when uh, Kiyati. You sort of thought they'll get in each other's way, but actually, no, it I gives think, them the chance. Well, it, for it, it two makes to move.
2: what Obiang's got to do clear cut yeah, right. It's a yeah. simple job: yeah. a yeah. job. A sit, to sit, break play out, yeah. yeah. start play off, and you've got the other two doing a more box to box. I think thing. as well
4: what you said before has been um, quite noticeable in the last. Four to six weeks, and that has been the reinvention or reinvigoration of Mark Noble,
3: yeah.
4: um, who and I was the first to say that I thought six weeks ago his career at West Ham was over. Me too. And really, his his role was just about being a cheerleader, as being you know a a, a boy from Stepney or wherever he comes, um, and that was it. But he has picked himself up literally by by the bootstraps and has turned it around and he has been I I think our bulwark in in the last four to six weeks he's he has really imposed himself on the games yeah. he has made it his decision or his will that we will not be beaten and and I think that's fun filtered through to the rest but, of the team uh, yeah. also
2: I mean Moyes has got him to play a little bit more centrally and further and further up you yeah. know I, um, yeah that you way back when I've banged on about this a a lot way back when when he first came into when he was a youngster first came in he was an attacking midfielder he He scored goals and um, and 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 played key passes in the in the the final third Um, Kerbishley it was I I believe 10 years ago who said you're too slow to be an attacking midfielder you're going to have to be a defensive midfielder and 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 he kept giving fouls away on the edge of the box, and you know hits, he's not a defensive midfielder.
1: No, he's not. And, and Jim, yeah, I'm just going to interrupt you there because I, yep. I, I've been neglectful and forgotten to mention that we have another uh, sponsor for uh, another uh, time. Sponsor. It is a uh, Zelo. Now, what is that, Jim? Uh, you don't know.
3: Uh, uh, um,
1: no, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to guess,
2: which would have been stupid. Really. Well, Gordon, what would you have what guessed, oh, like you, might you, might What would you have guessed? It, like it sounds a, like it might be a kind of louvre window company or something. What a ridiculous guess.
3: Um. What were you Pete, Pete guess, would you Pete? like? a guess. I think it's a drink.
1: Right, excellent, excellent a drink. A fruit base that would normally be gym, fruit guess. and vegetable
3: base. Well, right. uh, uh, wellness you mean? Oh, no. drink. Sorry, I think what it mean? might
4: be something to do with transport. Transport. Well, let's Is see. It a we,
1: Let's see which of us is right uh i'm gonna ring head uh, the head honcho of uh, oh, wow. of, uh it's not Zilo, our transfer day signing right? from brazil is it <laughs> no <laughs> zelo green <laughs> uh i'm i'm gonna ring uh, i'm gonna ring sam the uh the, the head honcho of zelo now hello is that sam
5: yes it is yeah
1: it's a uh, phil from stop hammer time
5: Hi, Phil. How are you doing?
1: How are you doing, more importantly?
5: Yeah. <laughs> You're on with Stop
1: Hammer time, time right now. This is being recorded uh, on a hard disk and will be used as evidence against you uh, eventually. In <laughs> um, how are you doing? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very,
5: very well. How about, how, how about you? All
1: right. All right. Uh, all right. We've, uh, we've, uh, we've just started. We've just started the podcast and uh, I should say it's going extremely well. Um, don't be intimidated by that fact, It's but it's going very, very well. Please don't mess it up, Sam. Don't mess it up.
5: I'll, I'll try my best.
1: Very good. Um, so, Zelo, so uh, this is uh, this is coach travel, luxury coach travel to and from the ground. Um, tell us a bit more.
5: Yeah, sure. I mean, we, we've just been working out, you know, uh, where exactly um, West Ham fans are travelling from to London Stadium all the time. Uh, and where currently it's, uh, you know, a difficult journey to make, and there's been a lot of engineering works on the trains this year. So we're just trying to make a, you know, a, a really easy, direct, and affordable way for, for West Ham fans to get to and from every game.
1: And are you, um, are you gearing it towards Essex and Kent?
5: Yeah, exactly. So we, we've, we've currently got, um, a number of locations across, um, Essex and Kent. So places like Basildon, Canvey Island, Chelmsford, uh, Colchester, Maidstone, Orsett. I think South Benfleet and South End, Sorry, that's a bit of a mouthful. But yeah, yeah. yeah we've got a few. Uh, we've got all those locations, and uh, we'll be adding more soon, based on, on on where fans tell us to go
1: from. Um, uh, Jim and I are. are uh, we grew up in Kent, and we're West Ham fans, there's a huge. Uh, there's a huge um, tranche of West Ham fans in Kent, aren't there? People assume that they're basically Cockneys that moved out to Essex when they got a bit of money from their loft conversion companies, but in fact, Kent <laughs> Kent is a massive. Uh,
5: uh, fan base, isn't it? Yeah, massive. I mean, uh, it's amazing where fans come from to every game. I mean, we, 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 we analyse this for all clubs all over the country now, and it's just, you know, it's amazing where people come from. And as you say, yeah, Kent Kent's a, bit, a big one for West Ham fans, definitely.
1: Yeah, so, so how does it work? Are there start-off points and then, is it like Uber? Do, do, do yeah, people, yeah, yeah. Uber share.
5: It's kind of like a big... Uber uh, share it,
1: it,
5: Yeah, I mean, basically, we, we just do a lot of the legwork up front. So, you know, we work out the most convenient pickup points in those locations. You know, we arrange a ride and then, you know, we get as many people as as possible from that area to to hop onto the service. Um, and it's all about just, you know, trying to get as as close to your front door as possible um, and taking you as as direct as possible to the ground. So, you know, we're always trying to beat the train on, on time. We're always uh, sort of trying to stop you from having to queue at, Stratford Station after the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and we're trying to do all of it cheaper than the train.
1: Well, that's going to be... Uh, well, that's a win-win. Cheaper. Exactly, win-win. More Why door-to-door. <laughs> I'm on board. Yeah. So how would people find this? How would people find uh, uh,
5: Zelo? Yeah, sure. So we've uh, we've set up a, a link with you guys at uh, ride.westhampodcast.com. Right, um, oh, yeah. So, and, uh, and... yeah,
1: we're at westhampodcast.com. So this is ride. West Ham com.
5: Exactly, Great. yeah. And if you uh, head to there, and that, that will send you to a list of uh, West Ham games that we've, we've currently got live on our website. Um, it's as simple as that, really. You just head there and, and, and pick your location and book as many seats as you like. Um, and we're offering um, Hammer Time uh, listeners um, uh, their first ride free if they use uh, the promo code Hammer Time.
1: Free? That's the F Free. word. That's the F word everyone likes. <laughs> yeah,
5: we're just we're we're confident it's that good that you know, if you use it once you'll keep you'll keep using it.
1: Brilliant. Uh so that is at uh ride.westhampodcast.com and you use the exactly. promo code hammertime. Hammertime. Hammertime exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
5: Hammertime. And any questions or any more locations if you know fans want us to look at routes from just tell them to give us a message on our on a live chat system, and uh, we'll be more than happy to help them out.
1: Fantastic! Thanks a lot, Sam. Uh, thanks for talking to us. And uh, that's all right. Thanks and, for having me. Good all. luck. Cheers, mate. Talk to you later.
5: Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thanks, mate.
4: Bye. What a pro you are! Was that the professionalism? <laughs> that what a pro you are! Did Williams.
1: I the the exacting standards you set for me, Simon? Yep, were matched. They were. Yeah. Yeah. Finally now, the alcohol we had in the pub will sort of take <laughs> over now and I'll just fall to pieces. Yeah, just downhill from yeah. so like now. I sort of kept a veneer it's, of professionalism. Right, so are
3: they luxury buses? I don't Coaches. know. Yeah, I didn't quite get just, what you were going to get. He
4: just chatted out. the bloke out. And I, thought I
2: don't know. He's just his, no idea. Co- his, char- no. his coach charter. I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. charter, yeah. yeah.
4: In actual fact, it's a bloody good idea because th- those trains on a Saturday are a disaster. Yeah. And, and whatever the line is, he has to go on now, he can't even do an evening game unless he stays in town. So we actually, we allow him to stay in town mm, on
3: mm,
4: business expense because otherwise he's got to get a, a 9.30 train back from Liverpool Street. It's the latest train he can get right. to get back to someone like Southend. I mean, yeah, really? So, yeah. That's crazy. So that's a really good idea. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> oh, if we if we came to the chat from, from your conversation with Sam, yeah. uh, I was just thinking that... Um, Of course, should John Joe Shelby move to West Ham Mm -hmm. in this window, as some predict he might, um, as is all his family from Romford, if they want to come to the Games, they'll know how to get there at a rock-bottom price in the comfort of our new sponsor.
1: Now, some of you know that Stop Hammer Time uh, recently celebrated its 10th anniversary. And as such, and also through the Agency of Laziness, I've revisited uh, some of the moments from the past 10 years of Stop Hammer Time. As you know, uh, as a season ticket holder of West Ham United, quite often in the, uh, in the aftershock of a, of, of a game, uh, they send out emails that arrive. Uh, I sent automatically on a Monday morning in season, t- season ticket holders' inboxes and... Uh, I remember one I received uh, during, and I've dug it out, uh, one we received during our period in the championship, in the championship. under uh, Sam Allardyce. <clears throat> and sometimes these emails would be from the manager, uh, very often, sometimes from one of the directors, and sometimes from one of the players, team captain. At the time, uh, Kevin Nolan, but now Mark Noble would send you one. But sometimes it would be a less likely player. And um, this was the first time that we received one from this particular player. I'll, I'll try and do it justice. Um, And give you a sense of what this player was like. He's no longer at the club.
0: Hello, Philip. (laughs) My name's Ricardo (laughs) Vazte. It was a good game on Saturday. Big Sam, he say Ricardo Vazte. That's me. You gonna play out on the wing, motherfucker? You gonna be a wing playing, motherfucker? I'm all say what? I don't play. I won't play up front, motherfucker. But you the man, fast Sam. I don't, don't just don't sit on me. Just, that, don't, please don't sit on it. So, I don't remember too much about the game. I be all running around and shit and looking fly and all the wind in my hair and shit. And the ball come over and shit, and you know what I say? I say, I'm going to hit that motherfucker. I'm Ricardo Verte. And the defender, he all, Ricardo Verte, you ain't going to hit that ball. And I'm all, you watch me, motherfucker. And I get up, and I hit that ball, and the ball say... Ricardo Verde, you hated me, motherfucker. You, I'm going to go away now. You know where I'm going? I'm going in that go. Okay, Crystal, stop typing. I'm tired. Peace out, motherfucker. I'm Ricardo Veste. Stay in school.
1: <laughs> and that's the first time we had uh, yeah. an email from Ricardo Veste? Yeah.
4: I used here. to love Ricardo. Well, can I just say that was quite extraordinary for a number of reasons. And, and I'm trying to work out how many permutations there are of getting us shut down after that wonderful impersonation you did. If For no yes. other reason, he was Portuguese to my he recollection. Was yes, and yes. I couldn't imagine on what basis he managed to speak with that extraordinary accent well, that sounded something like Boys Out of the Hood.
1: He... Uh, <laughs> His uh, Frohican I think, made it fairly yeah. clear that at some point he had played in the large band Parliament, uh, the the George Clinton-based funk outfit, uh, yeah. also <laughs> paired with Funkadelic, George Clinton's yeah. other funk outfit, which yeah. had a slightly rockier edge.
4: Yes. I, uh, um, and perhaps even beyond be- or further back than that, maybe he was in the original lineup of um, Earth, Wind and Fire. Yes, or something. exactly. Yes, yeah. you know, doing the, uh, and in, in 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 those circumstances, of course, um, creating. The uh, the wonderful song for Arthur Masuaku that yes. uh, almost caught on and mm-hmm. yes. then sort of died a death. Well, yes. he kept giving, he keeps giving the ball, the ball away. That's, that's, that's ends right? the, the major yeah. problem. Right. With that the song, song lacks veracity yeah. Yeah. now. Yeah. It
1: lacks the a, the fundamental song, truth is, the song. Is, is, as yeah. in a way, Simon has pointed out, the song cannot be legally backed up now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, isn't, right. it isn't
4: incredible with songs though? As thinking, and I know this is of course is, is a West Ham podcast, but um, that that poor, sad individual. In, I don't know, I'm assuming he lives in a little house in, in, in Liverpool somewhere, in Merseyside, you know, maybe making his little song about um, Salah and Mane and um, Firmino and how marvellous life is notwithstanding they sold Coutinho and all three of them on Monday night managed to miss absolute sitters um, and I hope mm. therefore has buried that song in a place so, so deep it should <laughs> never allowed to rear its ugly head again. It's irradiated, Bleat over.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> it uh, has a half-life, that song. Good. Uh, yes, hope it, it will, and I hope that's ended. It'll be dug it'll be up <laughs> in 50 years' time. Um... He was great though, uh uh oh, um, Ricardo. Ricardo Vestas. Yeah. Sadly in in uh in that middle season in the Premiership under Sam, all of our uh, flair players were sort of marginalised and used ineffectively. Did
2: he you know? yeah. Did he, he scored fall? a winning goal at he Wembley. He, yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he, he won the playoff final
3: for us. Yeah, but a yeah. very late goal. But he didn't really play much in that first season we got promoted, wasn't he? Kind of no, I mean, Sam sort Did of... Did he last
1: basically more than season? Basically, Sam sort of... Didn't he was injured He well, was injured a
2: bit. He played in the... Remember the, the the false
4: nine three nil win at Spurs where the ball bounced off his knee and went in. Yes, yeah, in that yeah. Game. yeah. But well, I think he joined that um, large number of players under under Sam um, who just miraculously had Mark Curtis's as agent. Mm,
1: yeah, I'll yes, leave it there. Quite possibly. Mm. Quite possibly.
4: Yes, it's a shame. He was
1: a he was um, you know he was a really talented player and he was a kind of good. He was a he was kind of a wild card. He was a little bit. He wild. was that
2: breed of player who was a weenie bit too good for the championship and, and didn't quite really? cut yeah, it at yeah. Premier League level. Yeah. He, no, he, no. You know, he, like a lot, lot of our <laughs> players. Like yeah. a lot yeah.
3: of them, yeah. He had that unpredictability about him like Antonio has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Great hat-trick like hat against could Brighton. Could brilliant season. hat-trick. There was there an right? overhead, wasn't
1: there? Yeah, He was very good in you know sam's defense of a kind of 4-5-1 was that it is in fact four-three-three 3 moving forward and 4-5-1 when the other team has the ball that never happened it was just 4-5-1 all the time but uh, that's because well, that's was... the way that sam played it yeah, that's the way why he plays. yeah absolutely yeah. but there was a game where it, i think it was sort of carol nolan and vaz tay against was it fulham at the Bolin, and yes. that was the one and only time you really saw that work. They really operated as a yeah. front three. Yeah. Yeah. Was that yeah. the 3-0 game? I think
4: it might yeah. have been but the 3-0 game, yes. That ended yeah. the um, managerial stay of Martin, Martin Yol, oh, who, who got right. booted yes. out at the I'd end of the, I think, that. who got oh. kicked out after that game. Well, that was the remember. final game yes. as, uh, as, as yeah. full yes. of manager. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But that is
2: a good point, because if you think about, and, and, and it's an interesting thing because a lot of people, I think, when Moyes came had that kind of fear that they're in a sense they're 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 sort of um clones in footballing philosophy mm. terms. But uh actually, you know, if you look at the first goal against Huddersfield, you've got you've got three or four players, you know, pressing so that they can't play the ball out.
1: Very interesting that, you wasn't know, it?
2: I don't think you'd ever seen that kind of pressing no, somebody uh, as well, a team pundits under, pundits of, under of, Allardyce. Yeah. I mean, uh, Nolan scored a goal against <coughs> Brighton where he kind of pressed and nicked the ball off the. Yeah, but that was about the, the only one I can think one of. One of
1: the pundits on Match of the Day sort of said that. Um, uh, their keeper had sort of like uh, kicked it out to a defender a few times before that sort of was his modus operandi and they were it was like one of those David Attenborough sort of naturist (laughs) programs Uh, (laughs) they had uh, Lanzini um, Arnautovic and Noble sort of in a kind of pincer movement like when they say that sort of sharks are more intelligent than they (laughs) seem to be sort of it Around the penalty area, the goalkeeper yeah. kicks it out to a defender. On that, just shoulders the defender, or he passes it to Nolan, who puts it in the net. And it was like there's a kind of. A it lot was lot teams
3: like that, though. Like Brighton, uh, Brighton played like that against West Ham. Bournemouth do it as well. Mm. They don't take. They don't like to take long kicks. They do. You see the two defenders yeah, yeah. move back to level with <coughs> a six yard box, and and one one on the penalty area mm, to mm. receive. And if you press. Yeah. around that, you yeah, force yeah. them into doing what well, they don't want to do which is kick it long it's just it's at West Ham
4: we've, we've fastened on to pressing from the front rather late or yes. rather later than everyone else in the Premier League <laughs> yeah, even yeah. those who are the newly promoted sides although going back very briefly to the Huddersfield game I'm not. I'm not saying how sad I am, but having watched it, um, I, I couldn't get over to Huddersfield, and I watched it on the same sort of um, mm-hmm. lawful streaming mm-hmm. service that mm-hmm. you, that, that you were talking mm-hmm. about before, Phil. Um, I then yeah. watched it all on Sky as their um, main game at eight o'clock, and then I watched it, delighting in the fact that we were first up on oh, match, match of the match Day. day. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. that. Not yeah. that. Of course, it was the first time I think since. <clears throat> I don't know when, for 10 years that we'd actually scored four goals away from home yes, in, yeah. in the top division. But I watched the same thing three times over, how fantastic it really was. Yes,
1: it was great, wasn't it? And we've done the same thing twice, which is respond uh, incredibly quickly to a goal from the yeah. other team, which yeah. of course we did the weekend. Yeah. Uh, we can do that every game now. Yeah, yeah let's hope so. Uh, but um, moving forward, we have no team. Uh, now it's a real worry I
3: mean, isn't it
2: well, it's a, a real worry concern. and, it, and it actually i mean it had been looking as though we might have a little dart at the at the cup this time but i i think he's i think we're almost going to roll over it weekend. I, well, I, I, mean, I we, he's we, he's we not might have to much of i, it I, it I mean, fear isn't. that i fear that you're he's right say, but that will be sacrificed i, yeah, think, I like think
4: it time. will and i i think that's that's always for me a sadness mm-hmm. um i'm old enough to remember when FA Cup final day was the most important day in the British sporting calendar, let Mm. alone football Mm. calendar, and it no longer has been that for many years now. But um, beyond that, um, you know, Cardiff in in 2006 was was a fabulous day out. And I think all of us who were there um, Mm. still can't believe that we didn't actually win it. But it seems not to matter anymore, because it was just so marvellous being there. Mm. Um, And I think that, We should be a cup team and I don't think that we should roll over, although in all the circumstances, I think, unfortunately, Jim, you're absolutely right and we probably will. However, all of this, I think, is is somewhat um, inevitable and it just demonstrates a lack of planning from those at the top. Hold that thought for these messages.
1: Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. So, uh, yes, we may well sacrifice uh, the FA Cup of the weekend. But in fact, I mean, regardless of that, we barely have a team. I mean, there are well, no... <clears throat> well,
2: their hand must be forced now. They've got, if they were sort yes. of wavering about <clears throat> bringing people in, using your... your well, some, somewhat legitimate excuse that you don't get value for money in, in January... Uh, and that we, you know, we've probably got enough to stay up and, and, and wait to the summer. It uh, can't really do that. We've now really. not like, got enough really, to stay up. I mean, we can so, you know, um, lose three um, games in a row and we'll and, just be uh, back but, in bottom but, three. But, but, but the problem, and this is always the problem, is that when you buy because, because you have to in January, you end up actually then filling the gaps that you need urgently to fill, like attacking midfield now. Um, and not addressing the long-standing gaps that you, you really should be looking at you yeah. know, strategically. So my fear is that I, they, they, they did look as though they were leaning towards getting um, a defensive midfielder and possibly Den Um I, I think they might now just think, well, we've got to get striking options in. I mean, yeah. there's only Hernandez... As a She's fit senior yeah, yeah. striker, Martinez. <sighs> to be honest, seen him twice now. hasn't looked. Yes, he was very all raw. All that he? much, uh, you know. And he Can someone know.
4: explain to me what's ever happened? And I, and I don't understand this because I'm um, i i with Jafra with Sacco. because I know before someone says it, you know, he's a lunatic and he's mad. And he doesn't want to be at the club anymore. However, he still is at the club. And I happen to think he's the best forward we actually Are have. agree with you. You know, he can, you know, he, he can genuinely, he has got genuine pace. He can actually finish and he can press and run the channels. Yeah, And we don't have a, another forward at the club who can do all of that. I, I will never be convinced, even if he, after his injury, returns and scores a, bagload of goals for me Arnautovic is not a, is not a center forward Arnautovic is a very good player who in an ideal world perhaps should play at the top of the midfield or behind the front man but he's not really a front man and I think in fairness and in praise of David Moyes he's got a fantastic tune out of him mm. when Slaven patently couldn't mm. but it just demonstrates and what I said before the break that it the, the lack of planning and the lack of foresight, and that 's because unfortunately, when you sit back and we 're talking about ten year anniversaries it 's ten years since the dildo brothers um have owned our club and the terrible thing is there has never been a long term plan it is all no. it is all um crisis management Reactive, and we yeah. lurch mm. from one crisis to another and and the problem is now, and I think they are going to be forced to delve into a very unsatisfactory market because it always is in January. But the, the real problem is this. They don't know whether they're going to keep Moyes beyond May. And because of that, the, it would, it's nonsensical to buy for a long term if you don't know who your manager is going to be in July. No, yeah. and, and this, I mean, and this is think the problem. I they should have seen enough with Moyes, perhaps, no, I agree. You know, with you, I yeah. think I think they should have seen
2: that. I mean, if they were really, my suspicion is that that they they were all they were long term planning. They might even have sort of lined up someone for the summer, and that they were hoping Bilic would get through. we they'd stay up, um, and I think they, this is forced on them getting getting Moyes in. He was available. Yeah. Um, uh, and my fear is that, that that he will not have that contract renewed. And I think that would be a mistake. Well,
4: I'm going to, as much as I hate disagreeing with you, Jim, because I I think you're a superstar. I'm going to, because I don't. um, So long as I hasten to add, it's the right choice of manager. Because assuming we, for the purpose of the argument, we stay in the Premier League, which of course is is fundamental and vital, because it changes everything if we don't. But assuming that we do. I think there is one manager, if we can get him, and we can if we throw enough money at it and make and and demonstrate that which we haven't had since the pornographers have owned the club, and that is a long-term plan or a vision, because they have no long-term plan or a vision other than to nick a few quid here or there and rejoice in the fact that we're 17th tonight in the Deloitte top um, football club earnings. Um, But other than that, we don't have a vision, because for me, um, I think that Eddie Howe is the Obvious, screaming choice mm-hmm. to be the manager of West Ham. He's young. He has a vision. He plays, dare I say, it the West Ham way. Mm-hmm. He's yes. proven himself in the Premier League, and he's got a great charm. He, he's particularly articulate. He looks like if they were casting for a biopic of Bobby Bobby Moore, he could walk <laughs> into that and get it tomorrow. Yep. And and I just think that you know, from every pro I've spoken to, his training sessions are fantastic. And I think he would be the perfect manager for our club, but they will need to sell him the vision and they will need to, sh- need to demonstrate that they ha- have serious funds that he can go out and buy in because we need to, unfortunately, the right players to take us, I hate to use the term, to the level we should be at yeah. because yeah. we can no longer lurch from avoiding relegation by the skin of our teeth. That can't be enough anymore. No. We have to be better than that.
3: Yes. No, I fear though, Eddie Howe is a great, I think he's a manager that we'd probably all be very keen to get, but I think Jim and I, well we both fear it's going to be Benitez, that's and mine, they're in that's love with fear. Benitez, well, and they've done a deal, but um, he's staying put until the summer at Newcastle, and he's coming to us in the summer, and Moyes is not going to be our manager.
4: <laughs> if, it's, if it's Benitez, I, I'm, I'm quite terrified of that because mm-hmm. I think that's going back in time. Yeah, the other thing is, yes, of course, oh, which will totally be very yeah, interesting yeah. is that I know from the... I, I'm aware of the content of the contract that they had in place for Benitez first time round and he insisted and they were actually going to give him... Total control of the club because Rafa Benitez will not come to West Ham um, to allow somebody's schoolboy son to um, recruit players no. from his Xbox. Um, he, he will. He will do it all, and that's going to be an interesting balance of power.
3: Yeah. No, he's not our choice. To make that clear. No, no, no. I really hate
1: him.
0: I don't really I, hate. I, him. I hate Benitez.
3: Do you, do you, do you, like you hate ben- him? Why do you? Yeah. you? you yeah. like him? Um, I
1: think he. Um, <laughs> everything's about him moaning about money. He, ever, he yes. sort of blames all of his failures on not having enough money. I mean, you know, at the time he was saying they don't give me enough money at Liverpool. Between him and, uh, admittedly, Julier as well, they... Though Julier had quite a sort of short um, tenure at the club, they spent they had two hundred twenty-seven million pounds of footballers. Yeah. He ended up with two good ones: one that was yeah. there anyway, Torres yeah. and Gerard. Yeah. You know, when at the end of Benitez's reign, he's moaning about lack of money. Did, you know, they sold Javi Alonzo, yeah. uh, and he had good players that he decided He, didn't, he sold sort yeah. of Bellamy. Didn't think Bellamy was very good. Yeah. You know. Bellarmine's better than anyone you've got here at the moment. Uh, You can't see that because he didn't come from Real. Everything's about money. He also just moans all the time. He's like all that sort of terrible, um, you know, blaming stuff on the referee, all that sort of stuff he used to do. He's awful. I don't he's disagree with that Howe is clearly,
2: a, clearly a, 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 a really good manager, but it, but he's a really good manager for Bournemouth. His one little spell away from Bournemouth didn't go well. No, it wasn't Burnley. Um, I agree, and mm. I wonder, and and basically, he's brought that club up, and that you mentioned this. they actually, some of those players still still playing there who've come up with yeah. him and look right. yeah. um, but look how and he's the, improved, well, he's the improved them defense. but the point oh, is okay. he's the gaffer for them in many ways he is that club he's a sort of mini venger in, in many ways and I think it's a bit different when you come to a club where you're going to have a lot of bitty big bollocks in the dressing room yeah. mm-hmm. um, uh, who are you to tell me what to, what oh, to I, do I, and and I, I, my my f- he's untried in terms of managing those kinds of personalities I'm, I'm absolutely, so he I'm would be a risk and I think he's a risk they probably the owners probably won't. won't I, I'm take. I'm
4: absolutely with you, but my fear is that if we don't get him, somebody else yeah. will. Yeah, and, no, and if he I'm, goes on to I'm be sure. a superstar, there, yeah, we we'll probably need loss. to
1: sort of wrap things up fairly okay. soon. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll come really, on to predictions yeah. in a minute. But we, but uh, playing staff in this sort of transfer window, we really, it looks like. I mean, just for the, just because of these injuries, we. Because you know it's very delicately poised at the moment, isn't it? So it's kind of five points separating mm-hmm. about seven or eight teams, and just mm-hmm. lose two games in a row, mm-hmm. and the results go against you. We'll be back in yeah. the danger zone again. So we,
0: we well, sort of need think some players. I think we're, I think we're sort of
1: okay at the back.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, Rice is looking more and more like a senior professional. Agreed. Um, he, he um, in, yeah. I think uh, Cullen's got to got to going to have to obviously play a bit. Uh, and, yeah. and get rotated in midfield, and I, he's looked okay so so far. Yes, I thought uh, people overstated um, how
1: good he was away yeah. at Shrewsbury, but actually but he had at a home good game against them at home. at home at Shrewsbury. He looked. Uh, he doesn't looked hide. He, he looks yes. for the ball. He doesn't. He's, he's got tidy. decent touch. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. He plays with his head up. I th- you know I think he's I think he's okay. Dare he, I say
4: it? He looks a typical West Ham. He player. does. Well, he actually, he does. does look like yeah. those midfielders we yeah. like
1: produced that went to Championship teams. They were sort of like Leon Britton, yeah. uh, Matt Holland. yeah no, yes, uh, not, he's not because it. he's another tiddler. Yeah. Uh, obviously, physically, they're very similar. But in a way, they're sort of tidy. You know, they, they've, been, they've been brought up to know what good football looks well, like. That whole they might of- not change a game. Uh, that's that's the sort of problem. Does anyone
4: have a view, or has anyone actually seen the fellow that, that Slaven brought in with the unpronounceable name, Haxhabinovic? Hax yeah. Well done. Yeah,
3: yeah. We saw him playing the Bolton.
4: Yeah, game. he
2: played he against got... Bolton, he and busy. he looked kind of busy and tidy. Uh, you couldn't really, you know, they they, they they really weren't particularly strong opposition. Yeah. No. Um, Samuelson, sort of you, I, he'll I probably sort of wonder, play on. He's time. gone on loan to. Bert yeah, he's gone, gone to right. Burton Albion on loan. Um, but Haksovanovich uh, might, might well play on. I yeah. suspect he probably will play. Yeah, we but weekend, we, yeah, yeah. we definitely need midfielders. Well, I mean,
1: you know, the Sacco thing, that is an issue. Is that going to be sort of resolved? They, they... Oh, I imagine
3: he's going to go. Well, so, so do I think I, it's pretty much a done deal that he's going to a French team.
1: Well, there was something in the paper saying that uh, Rennes or someone had yeah. asked 10 million, but the club is turning it down. It's like, well, they... well if the guy doesn't want to play.
3: Um, well, they're just trying to get the biggest price, aren't they? Yes. Sort of so I, they know, if they know there's an interested buyer and he wants to go, they're just trying to get the maximum I value. Can, yeah. I think he will go, Sacco, regardless of the situation. My <laughs> fear is
4: I don't see any forward of of sufficient calibre out there that we could possibly no. bring in. No. And, and, and we're not going to be spending, you know, £50 million, pounds, obviously not. No. And so I don't, there's no obvious choice. I mean, even someone like... I personally would love to get in. Someone like Edin Dzeko. He, he's, he's got far bigger aspirations, dare I say yeah. it, than our club.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, Midfielders. Yeah. We well, we are right short of bodies. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know,
4: Anyone yeah. know the prognosis for Mikel Antonio? Uh, he's well, he's both. supposed to be back fairly
2: soon. They were talking about being uh, available for, for um, Palace. So I he hope is so. I'm a quite, big fan. He's I'm quite near back. Yeah. And he will make a bit of a difference in terms of the counter-attacking
4: play. And yeah. you know, Hopefully
2: he's fit. Um, yeah, you
4: know, but uh, Hernandez can, is going to
2: have to step up.
4: Isn't can he? I just can I just pick that up? And, 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 and dare I say this, because I'm going to be accused of all the wrong things. Taking from Miguel Antonio, um and moving away from football. Just get one thing off my chest. Um, and it was about Saturday. Um, and it was before the game started, in actual fact, although it was on the pitch. Um, I thought the reception for the one-minute applause for Cyril Regis was beautifully observed, as I would expect. But I have to say that it was quite an irony in many respects, because I think there would have been a lot of people among that 55,000 West Ham fans who were clapping and cheering him, whose fathers or grandfathers... Or uncles or aunts um, in the 1970s, 40 years ago, were hurling the most awful racist abuse at that man. And I think it was quite ironic that he got this fantastic ovation um, from a club where, unfortunately, I have to admit to say, um, a number of our supporters gave him a terribly rough time. Mm. But on that topic and taking it one stage further, um, there was much in the press last week about. as as Ron Atkinson called them the three degrees with him Brendan Batson and Laurie Cunningham Mm. and where I think our club does itself is a a massive disservice in a social and cultural world is that they allow to be almost airbrushed out of our history the fact that if West Brom bang on about the three degrees in 1977-78 on on 1st of April 1972 when we beat Spurs at home 2-0 Clyde Best Adi, Adi Coker, Coker. Yeah. And, and Clive Charles. First time ever, three black players yeah. played yeah. for the same team. And whereas yes. we got a statue up for Moorhurst and Peters, I'm not saying we should go that far, but it really should be front and centre of our memorabilia and yes. our history. And I think it's unfortunate I'm that it I I I've got isn't. I've got a signed photo
2: of Clive Best in my office. Right.
1: I've got a sort <laughs> Me too, so have, I. Uh, so have I. Yes, no, I absolutely agree with that. I think that's, uh, I, you know, I think that is the, you know, because at the East End... Uh, was in a way a hotbed of uh, it was, uh, you know. Uh, it's the front line of sort of culture clashes, mm. you know. Mm. When 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 an immigration wave happened in the nineteen fifties um, from both India and uh, the Caribbean, uh, you know, the East End was where that that happened sort of face to face. So it had the best of it, and but the in worst. the sense, West Ham it had the worst. You yes. know, it had the worst of it and in the case of West Ham. Mm. The best of it, and yeah. we, we had three mm. black players in nineteen seventy two in, in in a top yeah. flight yeah, yeah, football yeah. fixture. Yeah. For the first time, you yeah. know, and, and uh, yes, I absolutely agree. I have no idea why that's not invoked far more than it is. You know, it's yes, absolutely right. Uh we Sorry about should, that. We've got no, to wrap this well, up. We've right. got to wrap this up. Predictions? Um, do we want to do predictions before we go on? We just go straight on to power. Yeah, right? well, let's do both. Both. Okay. I think.
2: I think. Uh, I think. A ho- I'm, I'm, I'm going. So it's bound to be a horrible, horrible nil-one defeat.
3: Wigan nil no one Pete uh, I'm not allowed to have the same score No Okay so I'll go for a 0-0 draw And a yet another replay Oh It's another replay yes, so no, it That's a good round? call
2: Yeah Yes yeah. That's to a replay
4: yeah. Yeah. Simon yeah. I fear we're going to lose as well And by the odd goal But I think it'll probably be 2-1 uh,
1: Wigan Athletic nil, West Ham United 3 Okay. Okay Okay
2: Palace Palace um, oh, 1-1. 1-1? One,
3: one. One, one. Uh, I think if we as long as we have uh, uh and a uh, and um,
4: Antonio, I think we'll win that game. Uh 2-1. Two, 2-1? One.
1: Two, one. Simon?
4: I think we absolutely have to win it and I think we will and I think we we'll win it by a couple of goals. Ooh, nice. 2-0. 9-7. 9-7. I am happy with
1: 9-7. I want, I'm going to have to press you for an accurate prediction. I'm going to go for 2-0. Two, 2-0. Nil. Two, nil. Pete, did you have two? two years? one two one? 1. You had 2 1. Um, Tompkins to
3: score against us.
1: Oh. Uh, you, did you say Techi 1 1? One? Techi 1 1.
2: Yeah. Someone's going to get sent off. Benteco.
1: West Ham United 3, Crystal Palace 1.
3: I'll tell you who gets Mm. sent off. John Joe Shelby on his debut. Uh, (laughs) yes. In about the third minute. That's not a bad call. Not a bad call. That would be be fair. He's bound to get sent off in his first two or three games.
1: This has been uh, accompanied by a strange rattling sound for the last, uh, for about the last 10, 15 minutes. I don't. Jim, is your, are your, is your Prozac rattling in its pillbox? Uh, that's, uh, that could, is could that probably what it'll be. It yeah. uh, could yeah. be the, the, the yeah. sound. Down to my last uh, so one. So I don't know if you heard that. Uh, I heard that. The other three aren't on headphones. They can't have But we're, we're on headphones, aren't we? Um, it's uh, I don't, don't know. don't know. Um, but that's it for that. My name's Phil Wieland. Uh, with me this week have been Jim Grant. Cheerio. Uh, Pete Ward.
4: Goodbye. Simon Pentel. L- lovely to be here again and good night. Come on, you irons.
2: This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at
1: westhampodcast.com. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season
3: by Ladbrooks.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.